Enjoy this flyover clip. Again, this is so shocking to so many people, although more people are, are hearing this viewpoint and now the futurists are are trying to 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 address because they haven't addressed it for so long, but more people are coming to this viewpoint. And I want to take this moment to point out that this isn't something that's new. Uh, people try to say, oh, this is new. This just started with the Jesuit Al- Alcazar in the 17th century, something like that. No, no, it's it's been around longer than that. All the views have been around in different ways throughout history. So it's not a matter of which one which view is first. Um, and and secondly, it's not um, it's not heretical because some of the greatest minds in, in theological minds in history have believed it, um, and even even recent ones, such as R.C. Sproul, who recently passed away. He was one of the greatest uh, evangelical theologians of the 20th century. 20, yeah, the 20th century. And uh, he believed what I've been telling you and what I'm going to continue to tell you. He believed and argued for it. As well as N.T. Wright, another currently living famous theologian, argues for this as well. So this isn't, you know, be careful when people start to try to dismiss this viewpoint, which is called preterism. You know what? Maybe I maybe I haven't even I I apologize if I haven't really uh, defined it that way yet. Use that word. Um, that's a catch-all word that that is used of it. Preterism is a word is 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 a way to describe the viewpoint I'm telling you. What that means is the word preterism is Latin for past, so past tense, right? So okay. when we're saying preterism, it, it's saying the Bible prophecies of the last days are not in the future. They're in the past. They've been fulfilled in the past. But now there are different versions of preterism. There are partial preterism, which means most of the passages, like the ones I'm telling you, have been fulfilled. But there are some people who believe, but there's still some that have yet to be fulfilled. Uh, Those are called partial preterists. Some say are called full preterists, and they will argue that everything, including uh, the second coming, uh, like, for instance, partial preterists will say, what I'm telling you is true. Christ came, and we'll see that. in a minute, but Christ came in the first century, but that's not the second coming. That's just a coming in judgment. There's still a future second coming, a future resurrection and a future judgment and all that. But then there are some who say, no, no, that was the second coming. And that was all fulfilled spiritually in that first century. And look, there's a lot of disagreement even within that camp. So I'm just going, I'm just going to, um, I'm going to say that, you know, you, you can, you can believe what everything I'm telling you and still maintain a standard Christian belief that there's still a second coming in our future and a final resurrection and judgment. Um, all the passages are not been fulfilled, but this has been fulfilled in the first century. You can believe that way. So all I'm saying is don't, don't jump to conclusions and recognize that there are many godly men and scholars who are much smarter than you and I who do support this. So don't listen to the... I get this because so many people, they just dismiss preterism. Oh, preterism, uh, that's a new view. And they don't realize, no, actually, dispensationalism is a new view. That's what came in the 19th century. You know, say, up, until, um, up until about when? I mean, because I've, I've heard people references. I think even Johnny Inlow uh, was interviewed by uh, uh, Steve Schultz on Elijah streams. And they kind of referenced this. But it was like shortly after the Civil War, maybe something like that, late 1800s. You, you mean that, dispensationalism? Yeah, Dar, Dar, Darby and that, yeah, that view where you know the um, the whole dispensational view. But look, or at least popularized. Yeah, it was, I think it was like eighteen hundreds. I'm not as much of a, a scholar on that kind of stuff, but but I do know that um, even then, a lot of its components, though, there are pieces of it that 
Christians have believed long before that. But just this particular, you know, rapture will happen and, we'll, and Christians will be rescued out and then the Antichrist will come and then seven years and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff was was uh, mostly rooted in that that um, that time period from starting from Darby. But it doesn't matter because even even if it did, I don't care if it's true, it's true. It doesn't matter how late it comes. So I don't, I don't generally use the argument of when these theories came to, I use the Bible because it's the Bible that determines not the church, you know, and meant church has been wrong about a lot of things throughout history. Right. So, so, but if you're going to argue history, at least get that part right. And and this isn't something that, that you, you came up with on some uh, retreat uh, five years ago and wrote these books. I've even heard people say, you know, none of the church fathers believe this. Well, actually a lot of church fathers believed different pieces and components of these, uh, such that Nero was the antichrist or Matthew 24 was fulfilled. Um, so there are, this view has existed. Um, some examples of who believe some of these preterist views were St. John Chrysostom, Clement of Alexandria, Clement of Rome, Tertullian, Epiphan- Epiphanes, Eusebius of Pamphilus, St. Augustine, Origen. A lot of them had uh, preterist views of passage, not all, but of passages that today people assume, well, that's happened. That's not for our future yet, right? So the point here is, is preterism is a general ter- all term that I'll use for my viewpoint because it does stand against the futuristic viewpoint that tends to believe the last days are in our future. I believe the last days are in the past. So passages related to last days are, have been fulfilled. Um, and so don't listen to people who just, just dismiss it with this like, oh, it's, you know, most people didn't never believe that until recent and blah, blah, blah. It, it just, it's, it's irrelevant. What matters is, is it biblical? And, yeah. and people, church has been wrong about different biblical views. And so, so prove it from the Bible. Did you hear that? Uh, Can you some, hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. Uh-huh. Okay. I apologize. Uh, what happened was I had a phone call coming in. And so sometimes I wonder if that interrupts me on, on here, but I guess not. So that's good. Nope. Um, all right. So I, you know, um, so yeah, so, so preterism is, is a good catch all term. Um, and also another thing I want to say is I have almost, almost never heard another thing that I want to challenge my listeners here is if you go to other people, what is this preterism? And you go to people who are criticizing it. Listen, every nine times out of 10, they're not, they don't understand it correctly. I, every, most everyone I have talked to about preterism, they do not understand it correctly. So they're saying things that aren't true. Mm. And so I would be very careful about listening to critiques of it because they're mostly wrong in their, in their understanding of preterism. Go and read a preterist text, read what they are arguing, read an opposing viewpoint. Um, and, and like I said, my book is a great way to start, um, end times Bible prophecy. It's not what they told you. It's, it's a good, fair intro to this, to this stuff, to this viewpoint. Uh, but be careful when you're listening to propagandists who are critiquing it. Did some of this become yeah. just so popular because, you know, I remember when I was a kid, uh, you know, the, 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 the thief in the night movie, you know, where the, yeah. the lady's husband yeah. got saved and she didn't, and she wakes up and his razors in the sink yeah, yeah. and it's buzzing. I mean, I, mean, I that, saw that when I was a kid, man. That oh, was great. It, it scared me so bad as a kid. I would come in our house if my mom wasn't around or something. I'd I would be like, oh no, you know. I mean, I I was, yeah. you know, but, but it was very effective from an evangelism standpoint. Yeah, you know, and so it, yeah. is is that maybe part of it? That kind of what really do, do that, the that, ends justify the means? I, yeah, you know, was it that um, kind of a just? It made sense from yeah. a pastoral altar call yeah. kind of a vibe, and it just was so effective so. and just made yeah. enough sense. 
Yeah. But the ends don't justify the means, does it? And you know what? Here's the problem. And this, again, a great, well-timed question. Um, it brings up the problem with the futurism that, that has been going on um, is that too many Christians have really been misinterpreting th their, the Bible through these viewpoints. And when they prove to be wrong, as they have through all of history, right? I mean, for a thousand years, Christians have been saying, we're the last generation. All this is happening. Sure. You know, Hitler's the Antichrist. Mussolini's the Antichrist. Obama's the Antichrist. But go back. It goes on and on. And so all of them believing that it's in our future, they were always wrong. And the problem is more and more Christians are starting to see this. And, and they're starting to lose their faith because they're, they have only been told this is what the Bible's saying. They haven't been told this is our interpretation of prophecy, which is one of many. And it's been wrong for a thousand years. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so the argument is always, well, yeah, yeah, they've been wrong, but now we're right. Well, okay, logically that's possible. But if you, if you think more consistently and think, but look, if the view has to keep changing every 10 years and has done so for a thousand years, or even let's just go back a hundred years, right? If the view has been changing constantly, Maybe it's not the individual interpretations that are wrong. Maybe it's the view itself. Mm. That's, that's the only challenge I want to give to people to just consider looking and reading up other views of eschatology. And by the way, it doesn't have to just be mine. Read others. There's, there's an idealistic view that's more, more general and symbolic. And they believe that, you know, prophecy is more generally about history or whatever. Um, read them all, you know, read different viewpoints, but read them from the people who believe in them. Because when you keep reading from these critiquers, they're all, they're all um, just bound up in their own um, uh, world, uh, their worldview. So they're reinterpreting things incorrectly about other viewpoints. Then they, they've always gotten my viewpoint wrong. That's, that's all do, I know. Do you, do you think also it could have something to do with just a, the natural arrogance of man in general, because everybody kind of thinks they're on like this long train and they're, you're at the front car and everybody before you is in the car behind you. And cause you hear people, college students today talk about Thomas Jefferson, like he's an idiot, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, man, these yeah. guys, these guys spoke you know, several languages and like everybody That's thinks a, everything, everything five minutes before you was just irrelevant. And now this is the moment, you know, like that's a good point. That's a good expression of what I'm, of what I'm getting at. You're right. It's like, stop thinking that it's, it's really the supreme cultural imperialism. It's like you are thinking you are the supreme apex of, of knowledge and wisdom. And like everyone before you is nothing. It's just like, wow. You know, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's the same mentality that, that has infected what I call the Bible prophecy industrial complex. In other words, <laughs> in other words, there's a what lot a of money. Here's the, here's the problem. When you, I, I realize that this is why, this is why the news is all, um, everything in the news that sells, if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, it's all, we all know this now yeah. that they're only going, when you're only going for ratings, you end up doing all negative things and the world is ending because uh, that's what grabs people and that's what interests them. And people are naturally drawn to that stuff. And so therefore, if you're, th that's why all these viewpoints of the future, like I said, you know, you go back and read Lake Great Planet Earth or even by now, you know, maybe in the next 10 years, Left Behind is going to be way outdated. It's like, but it keeps reselling every, you know, every generation. They just make up new interpretations. Yeah. Oh, it's not Russia. Now it's China. Oh, now it's Islam. It's just like, and they don't, they're never accountable. This is the thing that really bothered me about it was when I, two things. One is when I started learning preterism, I reacted as if this is heresy because I had been programmed too. But then I started looking and realizing, 
oh, what they were telling me was just normal interpretation of the Bible was just one view of several major views. And they're wrong all the time. So maybe I want to hear what these other guys have to say, you know? And then, and, and the other thing was just the, this, this, yeah, like you said, the arrogance of just, you know, responding with the heresy. So, um, uh, yeah, what else about this futurism? Oh, so yeah. So these not, you know, books that have been read, written over and over again, you know, last day, uh, late great planet earth, you know, go back to all those time periods, Christ will return in 88, you know, and everyone says, oh, but they're all wrong, but I'm right. You know, but you're just doing the same thing they did. And my mm -hmm. point here is these people never are held accountable. They're, it is still the biggest moneymaker. Like you write a book about talking about all oh, the mark of the beast is AI and you'll make a gazillion dollars. I, you know, people think, will claim oh, I'm doing it for the money. I'm not I'm doing it because I believe in it. I'm not making my, my end times book make the least amount of money of all my books <laughs> because people, people don't like that view. Right. Uh, now, by the way, I, I, I hope they sell more and I'm trying to get to sell more. So I want to sell more, but, but what I'm saying is there's no money in my interpretation, but there's lots of money in the other interpretation. And I'm not saying it's wrong to make money, but I am just saying that's a caution to say, to, to challenge us that why do we keep giving people our money who are wrong and end up being false prophets. Hal Lindsey was a false prophet. You know, even Chuck Smith, he was a false prophet because he said Christ was coming before the end of the eighties. And, but yet they just ignore it and just keep moving on all. And they, and Hal Lindsey still has a ministry today talking about the last days and end times. And if they were in the old Testament, a false prophet would have been executed. And I'm not saying this is what we should do, but what I'm saying is the seriousness of what's going on in, in this Bible prophecy industrial complex, it's serious to God. And, 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 and what I'm getting to is, so these, there's a lot of Christians who are losing their faith now. Part of the Christian deconstruction is, you know, Jesus was wrong. Everyone's saying he's, you know, he's supposed to return and he never returns and everything, they just keep changing. So all this Bible stuff must be wrong. Yeah, so, no, it's that. a wrong in interpretation. And, uh, so a lot of Christians are, are losing, well, in fact, that happened, I, I remember hearing about a story in history, the Chinese Christians, when they were first evangelized and they were told about this stuff. And then when their tribulation came and persecuted and Christ never came, a lot of G, uh, uh, Chinese Christians lost their faith because of it. You know, so so the, the false prophecy of these futurists uh, should be taken more seriously and, and made to accountable, but they're not, and they're still selling a lot of money. Why though? Because it's always exciting to think, oh, AI fulfills prophecy. How does it fulfill prophecy? And then that confirms that we are the chosen generation. We're special, you know, we're the end times or whatever. I, I understand that desire because we all want to be special and significant to God, but it's wrong and we shouldn't have that. And we should just care what does the scripture say? And, and that's what we should stick with. And that's what I'm sticking with. You having a hard time sleeping at night, thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. You could buy the, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. 
Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com. 